and we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, September the 7th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I have a hot take, but first I want to give a quick shout out to my nephew, Levi, who is a sometimes listener of the show when we don't swear so much. Uh, Levi is a 10 year old who just this year, uh, this fall started his first season in, uh, high a, no, not 10 years old. What am I talking about? He's eight. How old is he? Between 10 and eight. He's between, wait, no, I know how old he is. He's eight. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, he's eight. <clears throat> Just great. turned eight. He's going to Just love turned that. eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so is his dad. Yeah. He's ten. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I know how old he is. Because okay. he's 30 years younger than me. So he's eight. Um, yeah. Anyway, eight-year-old. And he started just this fall playing uh, in the big leagues, they call it, which is the older level of uh, little league uh, in his town. And he's been playing really well. So shout out. And it's, you know, it's eight to 12. So some of these kids and like the difference between an eight year old and a 12 year old body size wise. Right. To give an example, I was six feet tall when I was 12 years old. So (laughs) <laughs> well that in itself is unusual did you right. play little league against eight-year-olds when you were 12 yeah, uh nine i think was the nine. youngest then yeah but so, there's a good picture i was 12 and my brother was ten, uh nine we were on the same team wearing the same uniform right. but like the uniforms didn't fit me at all <laughs> um and so like he was wearing these pants and they were like super baggy you know Right. And he was about up to my elbow height wise. And then, <laughs> and my pants barely made it to my knees. They were like shorts. Yeah. Anyway, pretty right. good picture. Uh, anyway, shout out to Levi, the eight-year-old who's crushing it in the big leagues right now. Nice. Uh, congratulations on your stellar play. All right. So to Wait, get to my Levi. hot take. Uh, yeah. Way yep. to go. Yep. So to get to my hot take. Uh, I and take your time with this one, right? Yeah. So, I went to the Boston Red Sox game yesterday, which we'll talk to after my hot take. Okay, um, and I just want to say this off the outset is that I like Randy Rosarina as a player, I think he's like a he's a fun player to watch, right? Um, you know, he's got a good attitude, uh, and I like him. My hot take is Randy Rosarina does not like me. that's because i was sitting you may be able to tell from the podcast on the listening to this podcast that my voice is a little hoarse right now and that's because i was at this baseball game yesterday and i spent the whole time screaming at randy rosarina from uh right field bleachers where i was sitting or the right field box i guess um anyway it was good fun good fun stuff and he's led off the game with a three pitch strikeout against Chris uh-huh. Sale. And I just like let him have it about that. So the bad thing about that is something like, and the, okay. And then it like, 
it escalated and then like the entire section was just screaming at him and right. i think some people were saying some not good things so that's not right. cool right um right. Being, like there's some uh, being rules a, being a black outfielder at fenway is that what we're talking about uh no i don't think that it was necessarily racist in the past. Right. but i think that like people were saying some like it's fun you know when you're heckling it's like go after their performance right go after their name like don't go after their skin color or their mother or like whatever don't swear you know there's like kids right. in the stands it right. should be kind of funny you know yes but <clears throat> What was good is that like everybody in the section just started laying into him That's and they eventually moved him to left field. Right. Um, Get away from you and the other heckle. I am just going to assume that that was because of me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, Randy Rosarina, if you're listening to this, which I assume you are, there's no hard feelings on my end. Uh, there probably are on yours. I want to give a shout out to Randy Rosarino, who we've talked about on the podcast before, and that he is still third on my list of greatest Randys behind right. uh, <clears throat> number two, Randy Quaid, and number one, Randy Newman. So he's still got work to do to go up the scale on the right. Mount Rushmore of Randys, a.k.a. Right. Mount Randy Moore. He's like the most famous black Randy. He's the only black Randy I can think of, except for the guy that we follow on Twitter. Right. And he's not famous enough to be on Mount Randy Moore. Right. He's not even verified, probably. He's not even verified. Correct. Yeah. Right. We got to get verified. Put that on the to-do list, by the way. Uh, do you want to talk about the game now, or do you want to wait till later? Sure, yeah. No, we can talk about the game. It'll kind of lead us into our first topic anyway. Yeah. Oh, but you got to do your hot Yeah, okay. Take well, I, I, yeah, let me do my hot take. My hot take is I hate Derek Jeter. And this is oh. probably my hot take every, what, one out of every three episodes of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Jeter is going to be finally inducted into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. He, it was delayed a year because of COVID. Boo! Boo! Um, and there's just been so much tripe. You expect us to eat this tripe. There's been so much tripe written about Derek Jeter kissing his ass on the mainstream media the last, what, 40 years? Kissing hours. his own ass. He's kissing his own ass, but the media yeah. is kissing his ass. So the New York <clears throat> Times has like a huge thing about how great he was, which is total bullshit. The worst, I'm going to give this guy a shout out, even though he doesn't deserve it. The worst was this article by MLB.com's John Morosi talking about how great Derek Jeter was. It was called, like, Derek Jeter's Unparalleled Hall of Fame Career. I read the thing, and all I got out of it was that he thinks Derek Jeter is better at baseball than Justin Turner. And if that's his point, fine. I will grant you the point. That career-wise, maybe Derek Jeter was better than Justin Turner. Arguably, oh, it's arguable because right. Justin Turner can hit a home run. Right. I Arguably, was, he's better than Justin Turner. I was looking this up. If you take Derek Jeter, and I'm kind of sad Thomas isn't here tonight because this is a stat for Thomas. Shout out to Thomas. He's usually here, not tonight. If you take Derek Jeter's like an average, his average year over his 19-year career, 
He has an OPS plus of 115 for his career. Ty France for his career has an OPS plus of 190. So over their careers, Derek Jeter is almost as great as Ty fucking France. Right. <clears throat> By OPS plus. By OPS plus. By lots of stats. Oh, now I went away from that. I had it pulled up. By average, it's Jeter 310, France 281. Uh, by on-base percentage, Jeter 377, France 349. By slugging, Jeter 440, France 442. By OPS, Jeter 817, France 791. By home runs per year, Jeter 14, France 9. They are comparable play. I mean, you know, like Jeter's slightly better in four out of five categories, but still. Is Ty France a first ballot Hall of Famer? I honestly don't know who Ty France is. Exactly. Infielder for the Seattle Mariners. Right. I think he plays first base. I don't know. Maybe David. I don't know. I wish Thomas were here. Anyway, I'm going to continue to rail against Derek Jeter. His unanimous election to the Hall of Fame is a travesty. What's his career war? Uh, really high, like 73 something something. It's not that high. It it's yeah, it's high enough. Like it is it Robin Ute or Robin Yunt, the shortstop from Milwaukee who's in the Hall of Fame? Don't know. You know, he's like from the 70s and 80s. They're like the two shortstops with career, the two highest career wards. And mostly that's okay. Good. Go ahead. <clears throat> Derek Jeter yeah. has a career war of 71. Okay, so that's close. Yeah. That's good for 94th all time. Right. Right. And, and, and let me backtrack a little bit. I would be fine if Jeter eventually got into the Hall of Fame. The fact that he was a first ballot unanimous election to the Hall of Fame te- takes away all of their credibility. Totally. I agree. Uh, there are people who have more war than him that aren't even in the Hall of Fame, probably. Probably. Minnie Minoso, maybe? Pud Galvin? Who the fuck is Pud Galvin? Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He's probably from, like, the 1920s or something. They're those dudes, like, 1882, that you have no idea who they are. Um, Dick Allen, is he? can you see him on the list? I don't know. Dick Allen, huh? Dick Allen. He, he just died this year. He played for the White Sox, and I want to say the Phillies, but I can't remember. I think he played for the Phillies and the White Sox. And he's uh, like, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, but he's like a borderline Hall of Famer. He's the one, you ever see that picture of the guy in the dugout in the White Sox jersey smoking a cigarette and juggling three baseballs at one time? No. That's Dick Allen. I like it. Yep. Dick Allen. He died in 1977. No, he didn't. He he didn't die in nineteen seventy. He died last year. He no, played. He played in nineteen seventy. Yeah, he played in nineteen seventy seven. What's his career war? Fifty eight. Okay, so no, it's still close. All right, we gotta move on. Fuck you, Derek Jeter. 
Yeah, Sorry, no. you don't deserve to be in the no, Hall no. of Fame on the first ballot, probably. Nope. Nope. Um, side note, Sam, my team, the White Sox, are playing Oakland right now. They're up 1-0. Your guy, Luis Robert, got a hit and a run in the first inning. Sick. Yeah. All right. Um, let me give some shout-outs to everybody who has been listening to our podcast. Thanks very much. Make sure you follow us on your social media applications, Twitter, Facebook. I'm active on Twitter on my days off. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Happy Labor Day. I had a four-day weekend. I had a great weekend yelling at strangers on the internet, my favorite thing to do. Uh, We had two episodes last week. Sam and I talked about uh, Jeopardy in the V-Block. So Eli, if you're listening, you should check out that episode. I completely forgot. Oh, we talked about the U.S. Open and Sam hanging out with Francisco Lindor at the U.S. Open in the A-Block. His baby. And his baby. Especially his baby. Lindor was there. You didn't hang out with Lindor. You I hung out, out with Lindor's baby. baby. Yeah. 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 We're tight. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So check out that episode. Uh, list of cities who listened. Columbus, Ohio in the first position this, this week. It's cool. Uh, Moscow, Dostoevsky, Putin, please uh, sponsor <laughs> our podcast. Uh, Trumansburg, New York. That's Jesse, right? Yeah, or Sean and Joy. Or Sean and Joy. Urbana, Illinois. Probably Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, yeah. (laughs) Urbana, Illinois, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Portland, Oregon, Champaign, Illinois, San Jose, Bend, Oregon, Montpelier, Vermont. Who's that? Nick. Nick. Maybe Jake. Probably Jake. Mountain View, California, New York City, Brussels, Belgium, Dublin, Ireland. Algonquin, Illinois, Tel Aviv, Israel, Ashburn, Virginia. That's the FBI checking us out. Yeah, checking us out, liking what they're seeing, I'm sure. Yeah, Turin, Italy. That's the ghost of Jesus. Shout out to the ghost of Jesus. Huge dump on the ump fan. Yeah, (laughs) well, the shroud (laughs) of Turin. Literally, like, how would that work? I guess it can't turn into a zombie. I mean, I'm imagining the Shroud of Turin getting out of its cage and cage case and listening to a podcast. Probably. Uh, Los Angeles, Providence, Crystal Lake, Grants Pass, Oregon, Brooklyn, and, ooh, excuse me, Brookline. Uh, thank you very much. I also, before we move on, want to give a shout out to Brad and Martha. I don't think they listen to this podcast. They are parents of my buddy from Oregon. And they're driving across the country. They came to stay with me in Champaign for a couple of days. And Sweet. they were driving from Oregon to Maine in their <clears throat> to go to a wedding in Maine. And they were at the same Red Sox game that you were at. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they stayed with you for a couple of days and you didn't even steal their phones and subscribe? Them oh, no. Yeah. God, I got to get back. It's, it's COVID. It's, it's because I'm too used to being in quarantine and not being around people on their phones. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. They got to subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, uh, we were at the same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a fucking crazy game, Joel. Uh, yeah. All right, you want to talk about it? You want me to read this, this uh, headline? Yeah, I just want to say that I've gone to a lot of baseball games in my life, mm-hmm. and that was like one of the wildest ones that I've ever seen. Game. Yeah, don't give us a well. 
I don't want you to give us a play-by-play because that'll take too long. I'm just going to give you some highlights. Okay. Uh, there were there Sam were was two... at the Red Sox to A's game that lasted like six goddamn hours. So, it was a long game. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't end up getting home last night until like one in the morning because of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some highlights. Chris Sale didn't have his best day on the mound. I was really excited to see him pitch. Uh, I've seen him pitch once before. Um, but his, like, there were at least four infield hits in the first three innings. Yeah. It was, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, like Completely swinging, insane. swinging bunt kind of things. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then everybody hit the ball to center field. This was another strange thing. We were sitting out in right field. Not a single ball came our way, like not one. It was crazy. The score ended up being 11 to 10. The Rays won in 10 innings. <clears throat> there was only two home runs in the entire game. Right. <clears throat> and. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There were four home runs in the entire game. Two of them were inside the park. There were the Rays scored. I only saw one inside the park home run, which was nuts. The Nelson Cruz one. Right, that was the one that wasn't actually. That one was a it was a four run error, and yeah. inside the park, yeah. they, they're calling it a little league grand slam. Yeah. This guy hit hit the ball into center field. He the center fielder uh, Verdugo, yeah, Alex Verdugo, lost the ball in the sun and dropped it. Three run score. He throws the ball in. Nelson Cruz is trying to go to third base. The second baseman, who's this guy, Modder, who I've never even heard of before, I assume he's a COVID call-up, gets the ball, throws it into the stands, and yeah. Nelson Cruz goes home. And we were up 6-1 to one at that point. There were two outs in the inning. Four five. unearned runs. <clears throat> no, that okay. was bad. Yeah. The Red Sox Chris gave Field up. was pissed. The Red Sox gave up six unearned runs on four errors in this game. That's bad. Which is just mind-boggling. There was a second inside the park home run, which I don't think they called an error on at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy hit the ball to center field. Center fielder, again, Alex Verdugo, misplayed it, tried to catch it. It bounced off the center field wall and bounced into second towards second base. None of the other outfielders are even close to try to, like, back him up. And the shortstop had to run out and pick the ball up and try to throw the guy out at the plate. He was safe by a mile. It was like the most, it was just like such sloppy baseball. Um, But it was just really weird. It was just, everything was super strange. Uh, The umpire on like the second pitch of the game, this guy hits a foul ball right into the, um, I didn't actually see where it hit him, but he had to leave the game. It hit him like helmet. It was a concussion. It was was a concussion. He was like half an hour. We were waiting for a new umpire to come out. Yeah. Um, it was a really bizarre game. Yeah. One that Red Sox should have won, but ended up giving away in the <clears throat> innings, 11 to 10, blowing multiple leads, I feel like. Um, no, actually, we were ahead the entire the game, game until, until, the, until yeah. the ninth inning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really <clears throat> So let's get into this because it is September the 7th, and we got to talk horse races so if you're a loyal listener and you don't want us talking about horse races i'm sorry but that's really 
we're gonna be fucking talking about horse races um in on this podcast for the next couple of weeks or so for the record i'm a chicago white Sox fan uh sam is a boston red Sox fan thomas who's not here tonight he's a seattle mariners fan so because we're going to talk about all the teams right now so al playoff races what the fuck is the point of the wild cards? All three of the divisions in the American League seem close to being settled at the moment, with the Rays, Astros, and White Sox all having comfortable leads. However, all of the remaining teams competing for the wild card have at least one or more serious flaws, like we were just talking about. As of right now, because everyone's playing each other right now, so this may change over the course of the podcast. It's nine. 05 p.m. Central Time. The Yankees hold the first wild card spot. They've got a half game on the Red Sox, who would be the second wild card spot. Followed and outside looking in, in order, are the Toronto Blue Jays, the Mariners, and the Oakland A's. But the question, Sam, do we need to change the playoff structure in order to keep all these mediocre baseball teams out? I'll tell you what, Joel, this is like a really good example of how Major League Baseball has no either concept or actual desire to make the game better. Right. And blame me. And, and they, they, they keep saying we want the game to be better. We want it to be more engaging to fans, blah, blah, blah. At the same time as they're saying that all of the owners right and that's major league baseball is the owners of the baseball teams those are that's who major league baseball is they're undercutting all of their franchises into this new sort of tampa bay rays inspired model in which they don't have to pay anybody any money and they're still will be allowed to win games and what that looks like in reality is just a bunch of teams who aren't trying to win every year Meanwhile, they're like, okay, we're not actually going to try to win every year. However, we do want to expand the playoffs because that makes us more money. Yep, yep. yep. Because as you said, there are three legitimate contenders for the World Series in the American League right now. The White Sox, uh, the the Astros, and the Rays, and... The thing is, is that for any other team from major from the American League, like I love the Red Sox this year. I think that even with their second half complete meltdown and this crazy COVID outbreak, they're still playing above my expectations for them at this year. Nice. They have some really exciting players, um, and there's like. You can see this is a team that has, and it's kind of a bummer because this is probably, and I'm really biased here, but this is probably the cream of the American League offense in Boston. And our pitching is just dog shit. So there's reason to be optimistic for the future. However, if they were to win the World Series, it would take a miracle, like an act of God, literally, yeah. for them to win the World Series. Like COVID, everyone else would have to get COVID. Like the pitching staff from every other team, no, the hitting, all of the position players for every other team in the American League would have to get COVID 
for the entirety of the playoffs for the Red Sox to get to the World Series. Every time I've watched Boston, the pitching, the starting pitching has been mediocre at best, and the bullpen has been a disaster whenever I've sat down to watch them. Now, Matt Barnes, he started off good for you guys, and then he sucked. Isn't that right? Yeah, he's completely fallen apart. Right, and that's huge. And that's what kind of happened in this game. Chris Sale, he didn't have his best stuff, but honestly, he didn't pitch a bad game. The arrows hurt him and the the fluke infield singles. But Sale seemed fine to me, honestly. Um, yeah. Right, and then you got the A's and the Mariners, right? Right now, what is it? The Mariners are 75 and 63. The Athletics are 74 and 63. And these are two flawed teams also who could easily make the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're on the outside looking in, but they, they got shots. I yeah. just tied the White Sox 1-1. Sorry, I'm scoreboard watching. I'll stop. Yeah, the Red Sox have scored 17 runs between today and yesterday, and they're going to be 0-2 in those games. Like, that's fucking insane, you know? Yeah. Okay, so let me let me play a little bit of Devin. And the Yankees Jackson. suck. And like, the Yankees suck. Objectively yeah, are, are not a good baseball. Awful baseball team. Um, I was opposed to the expanding of the playoffs to a second wild card, but now I really like it. Really? Yes, because I like the concept that you have to do like you get a built-in advantage in winning your division, regardless of what else happens. And that if you make the playoffs via the wild card, you got to have this one game, do or die playoff game. I like that. See, but I, I feel like the wild card was like the equalizer. Uh-huh. The one wild card, because it was always there were two teams in one division that were better than at least one of the best teams in the, the next in one of the other divisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually, no offense, the central division. Right. The central. None taken. <clears throat> yeah. And so it was like, oh, why does you know, why do the White Sox get to play the Indians, the Royals? and whoever the fuck else is in that division like so many times when everybody in you know the yankees red sox and rays all have to play each other a combination of 60 times or whatever right right and that's having an effect down the stretch right now also because i love the white Sox, but of the three division leaders i think it's pretty clear they're the weakest between houston i don't think that that's clear but it's impossible to tell because Uh their division is so weak yeah that's fair. Um, so who you got? Boston? Boston's still going to make the wild card? Boston's going to be wild card number one. I think Oakland will get wild card number two. I, like I think it. the Yankees are done. I, oh, I do too. Here's, here's a hot take, though. Uh, let me double check this before I say it on air. But Toronto has won eight out of ten. As now three right. teams behind Boston, three and a half behind the Yankees. In terms of run differential, a.k.a. fun differential, they've got a way better run differential than either the Red Sox or the Yankees. How do you like their odds? 
Actually, yeah, I'm going to say the Red Sox get the first and the Blue Jays get the second. I like that. That'd be fun. Because I called the Blue Jays to win the World Series, I think. So I better just stick with them. You called the Mets to win the World Series. Oh, no, I called the Blue Jays to win the East. That's not going to happen. No, No, Tampa Bay's got a pretty good lead. All right, speaking of which, let's move on to the senior circuit, the National League. All right. The National League playoff race is only slightly more thrilling at this point, with the L.A. Dodgers and San Francisco Giants battling it out for the lead in the NL West. The Milwaukee Brewers have a firm control of the Central. The Braves, Phillies, Mets, and are contending in the East, and the Padres and Reds are still in the hunt for the second wild card. So the question is, who else out there keeps forgetting that the Reds are a real baseball team? I don't know, but it's not us, Sam. I was looking back when we wrote this question. This is the second time in three weeks we've talked about the Cincinnati Reds. I know, and every time it's like like I'm goldfishing the Reds. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Reds. (laughs) Joey Votto. Right. He's having a great second half, most of like, like second three quarters of this season. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why does it seem that the Padres have kind of collapsed in the second half of the season? From what I understand, it's pitching. Okay. Because that was supposed think- to be one of their strengths. Like we were, we were supposed really, to be. Yeah, we on this podcast, this is one of our few, very few bad takes we've ever, ever made. Is that we were like, wow, the Padres have really good pitching going into the season. Right. I don't know that their bullpen is anything to crawl about. Okay. Like I couldn't name you one Padres reliever. No, me either. No, 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 no. Who do you like between the Dodgers and the Giants? Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Sorry, Thomas. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dodgers. I, you know, I just think that until you beat them, they're the team to beat. So. Right. Right. Looking at this from a, uh, the perspective of a Chicago White Sox fan, like there's no NL team that I'm like, ooh, they'd be a tough matchup, except the Dodgers. And even in that case. Something's wrong with Cody Bellinger. Something wrong with Mookie Betts. And Trevor Bauer is going to prison. So, like, they, they don't have all their, their big guns ready right now. Right, but if you can go into the playoffs with a rotation of Scherzer, Kershaw, and Bueller, or yeah. Bueller, Scherzer, Kershaw, I don't know, whatever order you put them in, like, that's not bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think that there's any other team in the playoffs that has a top three. Because it's like your top three pitchers are the most important ones, you know? Yep. And the playoffs especially. You look in the, I mean, in the playoffs specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the White Sox, we used to have it set up, but all of our guys are hurt right now. Giolito's on the IL. Lynn's on the IL. Keiko sucks ass, apparently. I don't know why. It's been absolutely terrible. Um, what do you, we've talked about the NL East a little bit recently. What's your take on that? Braves going to run away with this or what? Uh, I haven't actually checked the standings recently. I think the Braves will take it. I mean, they, like, the Braves did some good work at the trade deadline, I think. Yeah. Um, 
even though they who, who's hurt with them? Acuna, he's hurt, correct? Acuna is done for the season. Yeah, for a while. But they picked up um, Jock Peterson. Yep. And uh, this guy Adam Duvall, who's just hitting the cover off the ball from the Pirates. Mm. He came from the Marlins, I believe. Oh, okay. He's, I, I picked him up in my fantasy, in our fantasy league and he's got a Marlins cap on and his little fantasy icon. So, um, Oh, wait, let me go to the division page real quick because the Phillies have also won eight out of their last 10. They're only a game and a half behind Atlanta right now. And Bryce Harper, I know this podcast is anti-Bryce Harper, but he's putting together, like, weirdly, quietly, a really fucking good season. Right yeah, I read a thing about MVP races, and they had him. No, I think he's going to get some up there. At least. Yeah. So they're making a run for it. The Mets are 69 wins and 69 losses right now. So that's pretty nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they should just stop. Like, that's the way. Well, like, yeah. Just like call it a season. <laughs> yeah. We got, uh, uh, we all have COVID. We're done. <laughs> right. They'll win the Internet World Series. Just. <laughs> We're 69 and 69 at 500. That's, that's it. This, this is the most. Yeah. Call it a day. You got to go out on top, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but a little bit of me still wants them to get in. So who you got? Uh, for the, you know, the, the Braves are the only team on the East who has a positive fun differential. So right. yeah, I I got the Braves. I got the Braves. I called the Braves preseason. Sure. I'll call them again. Yep, I, I like that. San Diego, Cincinnati for the second wild card. Who? Oh, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I right. I'll go with Cincinnati. Just the for San the Diego Padres and the Cincinnati Padres. <laughs> Here's the fun thing, though. Let's say, let's just say the Giants have a game on the Dodgers right now. There's, uh-huh. a, there's a situation where the Dodgers go, and I'm going to undercut what I previously said about how I like the extra wild card game. Yeah. I still like it because here's a possible situation the Dodgers could finish something like 101 and 61. And then yep. have to play like the 83 win Reds in a one game. Play. Right. Or the 69 win Mets. <laughs> who've, who've had like a full month of rest at that point. Right. <laughs> the 69 and 69 AL, <laughs> NLCS champion New York Mets. <laughs> that would be perfect. Go Mets. Let's fucking go Mets. Yeah. The ultimate net fantasy right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. How pissed would you be if you're the Dodgers in that situation? <laughs> well, that happened who, That happened to the Cubs, right? Yeah. Against Milwaukee, I think. Right? No. Yeah, they... Right. A couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why the wild card sucks. See, I like it. Win your division. Be the best in your division. Otherwise, you got to roll the dice on that one. Game. You don't know what's going to happen. Right, but if you're the second best in your division and the second best team in the league, then, then you shouldn't have to 
play a one game playoff. But whatever. I, just, I mean, I, rules yeah. are rules. I think yeah. the one game playoff is stupid. I think if you're going to uh, expand the playoffs, make it a best of three series at least. I'd be okay with that. But like, I, don't no more teams. Like, I, I want, I want the COVID Cup. People have been calling last year's playoffs the COVID Cup when eight teams from each league got in. I want that done. I'm sick and tired of that shit. Yeah, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. What is this? The NBA? Come on. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do a little scoreboard watching before we move on. White Sox and A's 1 1. Nets up on the Marlins 8 4. Braves up on the Nats. Willow's kicking the shit out of the Phillies 8 0. Reds up on the Cubs. Dodgers lead the Cards. Mariners up on the Astros 3 2 and 6. Giants are whooping up on the Rockies. Don't care, don't care, don't care. Blue Jays won against the Yankees. Rays won against the Red Sox, 12-7. So Blue Jays and Rays just won. Yankees and Red Sox just lost. Yep. So the Rays continue to put space between them and New York and Boston, and Toronto is closing in fast. They're two and a half behind the Yankees now. That's exciting. That's fucking yep. exciting. All right. <clears throat> Any other baseball news before I shift to football? Uh, nope. Go right ahead. All right. I want, uh, before I do this, I want you to notice that I haven't mentioned college football at all this entire Yeah, that's because the, uh, Ducks are terrible, apparently. <laughs> they won, but apparently they're terrible. <laughs> they eked out the win. All right, let's talk about the NFL, even though we all hate the NFL. The NFL kicks off its season this weekend with the highlighted game of the week being the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. More surprising, however, has been the success that the NFL has had in getting its players vaccinated against COVID-19, with 93% of all players having, quote, gotten shots. I don't, I tried to look this up. I'm sorry. I don't know if that means fully vaccinated or at least one shot, right? It just said 93% of all players have gotten shots. So uh, interpret that as you will. However, fewer than 200 players league-wide remain unvaccinated. So, Sam, do you think the high rate of health majors among the NFL is a contributing factor to the league's successful vaccination campaign? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's got to be something, right? Yeah, all these, like, gym teachers, they know about health and safety. Right. I think that it's I, – I was seeing uh, – I was I was reading this article that um, so only 20 wait I think it's like less than 30 less than not all baseball teams have reached an 85% vaccination rate which was the threshold that they needed to like relax some of the covid related restrictions on mask wearing and social distancing and whatnot Okay. And that's crazy because there's like 
COVID, uh, because the teams and the staffs are so much smaller in Major League Baseball than they are in, in the NFL. And I just, it blows my mind that the NFL has been able to get so many more people vaccinated than Major League Baseball. And I just don't know why that might be. <clears throat> A couple speculative things could be that not, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. But it's definitely because all of the NFL players went to college and were health majors, I think. Yeah, right. I love that. I think it's it's money, all right? So this is from uh, the Atlantics. Jamel Hill wrote this article about it, what, like a week ago probably? No, no, two days ago, Jamel Hill wrote this article about it in the Atlantic. The Atlantic, not the athletic. Also, hot take. Can I get the Atlantic and the Athletic to change their logos on their websites? Because I never know which fucking uh, uh, website I'm going to. Um, sorry. Because like a lot of good sports writers actually write for the Atlantic also. Um, Amanda Mall, Jamel Hill, got some other good ones, I forget. But then I'm like, I don't know what to do. Okay. What did she say? She talked about this guy for the Buffalo Bills, who wasn't the guy you and I were talking about earlier. Uh, this guy's name is Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. Um, late, late last month, shortly after the league, fined Isaiah McKenzie $14,650 for failing to wear a mask at a Buffalo Bills facility. The wide receiver broke down and got a shot. Posting a photo of his new vaccination card, excuse me, on Instagram, he wrote, they got me at NFL, you win. Money and playing time are incentives that most professional athletes clearly understand. Now, I understand that like maybe Isaiah McKenzie is making a couple million dollars a year. Even if you're making a couple million dollars a year, a $14,000 fine for not wearing a mask is a big fine for not wearing a mask. Yeah, right. So if you're going to fine me 14 grand for not wearing a mask because I'm unvaccinated, I'm going to grant the free vaccination. And I think that's the leverage that the NFL ultimately has over its players, which I don't think is a bad thing. And you think that the Red Sox do not have that same kind of leverage? I doubt it, but I can't say for certain because when have, so when players got placed on the COVID, so when the, the outbreak happened last week, right? Two weeks ago. Right. Did mm -hmm. any of those players get fined? I don't think so. Right. That's the difference. I don't know, though. It's about getting fined. And maybe football players. <laughs> Part of the contracts are based on playing incentives, right? So if you don't rush for so many thousand yards, you don't get this $100,000 bonus. And being banned right. could affect that. But like uh, until the MLB hits players in their pockets, if they can, and you know I'm a union guy, happy Labor Day, I do think the MLBPA is preventing this from happening. Until MLB is able to hit players in their pockets, they're not going to get 
the vaccine buy-in that the NFL has right now. That's my hypothesis. Right. Um, and Major League Baseball won't do that because they don't actually care about what's best for the game, as we said earlier. I agree with that. I would add, yes, and I think the players union would sue them. Right, because unions are the fucking worst. Except when they're the best, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. We got to get... Uh... We got to get my brother Zach on the podcast because I saw him this weekend. He was just talking so much shit specifically about teachers unions. Oh, good. Definitely. Let's do that. I would love that. You know that 10, I read an article that was retweeted into my timeline. 10% of Rhode Island public teachers have retired in the past 12 months. Yeah. I think Eli wrote that article. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Just saying. Um, right. um, two okay, so so two more things. Um, uh, this is still from the Jamel Hill article. Last month, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback Cook Cousins, who has said he won't get vaccinated, was put on the team's reserve slash COVID nineteen list after being designated a quote high risk close contact because his teammate Kellen Mond tested positive. Cousins had to quarantine for five days before he's eligible to return to practice. Vikings coach Mike Zimmer has been vocal about his frustration with unvaccinated players on the team. As of early August, the Vikings reportedly had one of the lowest vaccination rates in the NFL, and Cousins, who has one of the most lucrative contracts in the NFL, is setting the wrong example. Last month, a hospital in his Michigan hometown ended a partnership with Kirk Cousins because of his outspoken opposition to getting vaccinated. Until you make them hurt where it counts, they're not going to do what you want them to do. Right. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and the NFL is able to do this, and the NBA, uh, the MLB is not. Now, did you see the thing from last year? Well, they found out last year about the Broncos quarterbacks. No, they all got COVID at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they found out why. <laughs> Were they kissing? No, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, I was really, I had all my money on kissing. <laughs> Just a... Just a gay orgy in the Denver Broncos locker room. Yeah, I'm like just kissing, you know, just kissing. Some light, light kissing. Some light. Yeah, yeah more like, more like uh, loving than sexual, you know. Okay, okay. But like, definitely uh, tongue. Right. This is from Sports Illustrated. In an effort to fool the system, the four quarterbacks removed their contract tracing dev- contact tracing devices and place them in four different corners of a meeting room before sitting together to watch film. Really? And one of them had COVID? Uh, Quarterback Jeff Driscoll tested positive for COVID-19. And as a result, then starter Drew Locke, backup Brett Rippon, and practice squad passer Blake Bortles were also ruled out due to being in close contact contact with Driscoll without a mask. 
And how did they know that they weren't, they, well, there were cameras in there? there cam- yep, there were cameras in the practice room, in the, the, the film watching room. Just to make sure that people aren't watching porn? <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys naked and watching porn together again? <laughs> Gross. Denver Broncos. Uh, that led to Royce Freeman getting snaps in the Wildcat. He played for the Ducks. Anyway, my point being is that these guys are morons. Right. Yeah. So you're saying that you don't think that it's because they're all health majors in college that they're all getting vaccinated. Right. No, I think that and this is not actually a like jab at NFL football players. This is a jab at human beings in general. They're not going to do anything unless you make them hurt in the pocketbooks. Right. That's how it goes. We need to start fine. We need, like, if we're not going to do a vaccination mandate, people need to start getting fines. Not, like, not jail time. Fines for going out without being vaccinated. Right. Or lying about or lying lying about about like having having fake vaccination cards, which apparently is a thing now. You know. Yeah. You you walk into a bar without vaccine, that's that's a parking ticket. That's seventy-five dollars each time you do it. Second time you do it, it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Don't stop. (sighs) Damn it, Sam. You made me all mad again. Was it because I said unions are the worst? <laughs> no, in this case, I think the union is hurting, not helping in, in the MLB context. No, because we live in the worst possible timeline. Right. We're in the dark timeline. We're in the dark timeline. We are in the bizarro world. Sick. Yeah. There's a different universe where like Hillary Clinton just got reelected and I don't know, we're building trains or something like that. It's not exciting. It's just 600,000 people who still alive. That's the only difference? <laughs> no, and we have some kind of train infrastructure. And train-based currency. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> hmm, now you got me thinking what that would look like. That would be cool. All right. This is not the we'll go we'll talk about it in the next episode. Train-based currency, right? Right. All right. But this has been the A Block, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. You can listen to us on all your listening applications, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. I'm yelling at strangers on the internet. Got into an interesting debate. I'm going to call it a debate about Joe Rogan earlier tonight. Right, second most popular podcast host in the country, Joe Rogan. Exactly, exactly. 
Um, follow us on Facebook. We have a Dump on the Ump WordPress account and Instagram account. What am I forgetting to mention, Sam? Why were you talking about Joe Rogan? Why did, why, we should, well, uh, let's, let's uh, prime the B block on this one. All right, all right, all right, all right. Because he is the number one podcaster, and I think he's bad at his job. Right. And I don't understand why he has the most listeners in the podcast universe, in the radio universe. Because I, like, yeah, let me leave it at that. We'll talk about it on the B block. Listen to the B block. Right. <clears throat> Joe Rogan is the number one podcast in the same timeline that elects Derek Jeter as a unanimous Hall of Famer. Right, we're stuck in bizarre world, Sam. It's Alright, for Sam, my name is Joel. This is Dub of the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Happy Labor Day.